Osiris. What's going on, everybody? This is The Drop. It's been a minute, but we are back, and we are back partially thanks to our friends at Cash or Trade, the world's only social network where fans buy, sell, and trade tickets at face value. They're uh, great supporters of Osiris and great friends of mine, and uh, we decided to to bring the drop back partially to to help get the word out about what they're up to, but also to tell you all what we're up to and to share some special content. And today I'm going to share my interview that I did just last night with Tom Hamilton at the Ardmore Music Hall uh, before his show with the band Moore. Um, of course, Tom Hamilton is of J-Rad, Brothers Past, Ghost Light, American Babies, more and more. Um, Tom's awesome. He's hilarious. He's a great storyteller. And so we're going to bring that to you in just a minute. I'll just take a moment to tell you a little bit about what's going on with Osiris. Uh, I guess I'll start by saying, if you're going to be in New York City for the fish shows, um, come hang out with us on the 29th. We will be doing a pre-show uh, hang before the Dude of Life band plays. And that's going to be at Hill Country, on the 29th, we're going to do an HF Pod recap. Uh, Megan and I, and our special guest Benji Eisen, and I think probably Mike Greenhouse from Relics as well. So he, uh, those two guys, and and us will be will be recapping the 28th, and then um, the Dude of Life will be interviewed, and then the Dude of Life band will be playing. Uh, there'll be a bunch of friends there. It'll be a great hang at Hill Country. I'll put the link in the show notes for tickets. Uh, that's that's a big thing we have coming up, and I'll just tell you we we have so many awesome shows and some new shows that people might not be aware of already. If you're a fan of the Dave Matthews Band, which I, I hope you are, we have the Corner of Gray Street, um, a podcast that, that just joined us a couple months ago, and um, they're they're doing really interesting stuff. They're recapping shows and, and of course, doing dives into uh, into different shows and eras of the Dave Matthews Band. So if you're a Dave Matthews Band fan, please check them out. Um, I hope that everyone knows about Best Show Ever with Cam Hurt, uh, hilarious cam uh, he's such an interesting dude blowing up the jam band tiktok by making fun of all of us in a great way um he did a season of this show called best show ever i was a guest uh, my friend tom marshall was a guest on the on the last episode ryan storm um aaron from no simple road and a bunch of other folks were uh were <laughs> were interviewed and it's it's funny it's fun um if you like cam you should check that out and of course, we're wrapping up our HF Pod 40 for 40 series. We are going to be looking at 2021 next week. We just did 2020 that came out yesterday. So we'll be doing 2021 and 2022 before the end of the year. And I, I mentioned this on HF Pod, but we're doing a new season coming up, which is going to look at the top 25 fish tours of all time. And uh, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to vote on your favorite. We, already, we already, I think we already have about 100 or so uh, submissions to, to help uh, help us and inform us. So it, it's it's going well and it's really fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty epic. I think we're gonna cause a lot of controversy. Um, there's gonna be a lot more stuff coming next year, and so I I, I hope everyone sticks around and uh, and you know goes on this journey with us at, at HF Pod. And we will have a new season of Undermine early in the year, which is going to be a look. At 1998, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at covers. We're gonna look at cover albums, cover songs. Everyone knows that was the year of the cover. But we have some special guests and a lot more content coming from Undermine. So I just want to give everyone a quick, 
quick summary. Um, so what we're going to do is first we're going to hear a brief message from Cash or Trade about what they have going on this weekend. And every week we'll, hear, we'll have a little snippet from Cash or Trade. Um, but right after the Cash or Trade, we'll get into the interview with Tom Hamilton. And then at the end, we'll fade out. And I'll see you next week. So thank you for tuning in to the new and improved drop. And thank you to Cash or Trade. Hey, thanks for having us on The Drop here, RJ. We're stoked to be here. This is Dana from Cash or Trade here with your ticketing update for the week of December 15th, 2023. First off, I just wanted to let any Fish fans know that Cash or Trade has an amazing giveaway running right now. We're giving away four pairs of floor tickets for Fish's upcoming run at The Garden, December 28th through the 31st. The contest is totally free to enter and ends this weekend. You could win a pair of floor tickets for each night of Fish's New Year's run. You can gain additional entries by liking and sharing the giveaway and referring friends. Head to cashertrade.org slash Osiris to enter. If you missed the giveaway, don't worry. There's still plenty of tickets for face value or less on Cash or Trade. Fish's New Year's run begins December 28th at Madison Square Garden in New York City. If you're going to be heading to MSG, don't miss your chance to get to know your fishy friends, artists, and makers at this year's Fan Art event. That's Fan Art with a PH, of course. The event will be hosted at the Hill Country Barbecue on December 30th and will feature fan art from all over the country. If you've been to a fan art before, let me tell you, the Madison Square Garden New York City fan art really has an amazing turnout, so you won't want to miss it. Not going to make it to NYC this NYE? We have tickets for New Year's concerts coast to coast. You can find face value tickets to Billy Strings in New Orleans, Mo in Rochester, the String Cheese Incident in Oakland, California, Neil Francis in Denver, and so many more from another fan who can't make it on Cash or Trade. Visit cashertrade.org to see tickets available and visit cashertrade.org slash Osiris to enter our fish giveaway. And we'll see you at the show. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? All right. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> like imitate every word that I say. That would be awkward. Hi, Tom. RJ, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, we are recording this for a podcast that I will. Uh, if you're listening, this will be coming out on Saturday, December sixteenth. Um, today is December fifteenth, and I'm here with Tom Hamilton. Live at the Ardmore Music Hall, um, Tom. How are, how are you doing? I'm I'm great. I'm Good. great. Years years winding down. Man, um, well, I have a lot to say to you, but I, I first want to say thank you to Von C Brewing, who's here. Thank you, Von C, for for sponsoring this. We appreciate you. Thank you, Von C Brewing. Um, I'm drinking a Von C, and I just want to. I'm going to refer to my notes once because this is extremely important. So. They won the gold medal, uh, the, the gold World Beer Cup medal for the Pilsner that they make, which is very good. And I just learned today that it's based on the Schmitz recipe, which has been brewed in Philly since 1860, which I did not know. So congratulations, Von C, because that's amazing. That is right. Has the Hamilton family been in Philly since 1860? No, uh, I, I'd say the Hamiltons probably... Yeah, but I think the twenties. But the Schmitz was already already brewing by the time you got here. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But thank you to Von C. And they're pouring beer that you can taste, and I have one here. Um, so thank you to you guys. And thanks to the Ardmore Music Hall for doing this. This is really fun. We've been doing a bunch of these pre-show interviews, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Tom, we last talked here on stage maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. And you, that day you met Daniel Donato, yes. and you got to play music with him. We had a bunch of musicians up here. But you just got back from the Christmas Jam. I did. In, in Asheville. And you were, what, what was that? First of all, what was, do you get like an email that's like, hey, do you want to come to Christmas Jam? Because I feel like people show up there and it's like, oh, I didn't know like this person. I guess that's the whole point, right? That Christmas Jam happens and people show up. How do you get invited and were you honored to be invited? I was honored. Um, Christmas Jam is something that Warren Haynes, uh, formerly of the Allman Brothers, hosts every year and they team up with Habitat for Humanity. Um, and it's a cool gig. You know, no one gets paid. We're all donating our time. And, uh, but you get to like, yeah. cool people. They always have a, a pretty great lineup of, of individuals. I've, I've done it a few times. Um, kids, I feel like Ghost Light was down there before. Uh, the last. Uh, this was. <clears throat> I think Warren reached out to Russo and was like, man, you want to come down? Good and impression. I've been working on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, it, was, it was kind of like, a, you know, do you want to come down and, and do you have anything you'd like to do? When I had been in sound checks at JRAD shows recently, we had been playing, uh, you know, the American Babies material that him and I did together. Um, and we were talking about just how much fun we had playing the music, and and we actually we kicked around the idea of play, doing a show here. Schedules are impossible. Breaking, yeah. breaking news. Well, I mean, nothing. Okay, yeah, that's right, still right. just, just waiting. Sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, but so we had been uh, having fun playing that old material. Warren reached out to Joe. He called me and was like, "Hey, man, would it be fun?" To yeah. just like, you know, do a trio, like me, him, and my brother, which was like the original the original version of that band. And uh, you know, he's like, dude, do it. Yeah, let's do it. So that's how that's how uh the invite happened. And <clears throat> yeah, it was super cool. You know, I mean there was a, it's always a like a guitar summit. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And Warren is so cool. He's he's just a, such a nice, generous man cares about all of us and and I mean I grew up Allman Brothers and the Backward All Begins record and uh, you know, Woodstock 94 <clears throat> all that stuff it was a real big influence on, on my guitar playing and my brothers so it was it, it's, it's just go up and he my name, Eric. Yeah. Oh shit! Warren <laughs> knows my name. That fucking nuts. That's pretty awesome. Know? Oh, hey Tommy, how you doing? You know, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. man. All right, I'm great. Like, <laughs> I am. I am Tommy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You know, um, and yeah, so it was. It it it's that part of it's never not cool. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, there were other, you know, Billy Gibbons from, from ZZ Top was down there, and Slash, and, and... Dudes, yeah. you know, it was really, really cool, really great, great experience. The one photo, or the first photo I saw was, at, like, from the back of the stage, and it was just you and Warren, like, oh, yeah. jamming. Head and head. head, head, like, head this head. is really pretty well, sweet. You, uh, we did... Um, we did the song I Nearly Lost You by a band called Screaming Trees from like the single soundtrack mm. in the 90s. Yes, you know? the single soundtrack is awesome. I'm, dude, I, I just, you know, that's, that's my music. You know? yeah. That's what I grew up yeah. on. So when we were putting together a thing and, you know, Warren sits in with everybody uh, and I was just like, dude, if, if he's sitting in, we're going to do a, something that's not an obvious choice. You know? We're going to do like an Almond's tune or some blues. Uh, so I was like, dude, lost you. And to my fucking surprise, dude, you know, when he showed up right before the set and we're talking about it, you know, I was like, oh, we're going to do Nearly Lost. He's like, oh, man, I love that song. And he's like, oh, shit, Martin Haynes knows grunge music, man. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. You know, I just would never, you know, I wouldn't equate the, the two things having any kind of real overlap. But, yeah, uh, yeah. and that's, that was the way we, yeah, we just went at it. It was fucking awesome. What was Slash like? Slash, was, that was a very uh, quick interaction. We, uh, we were all lining up, uh, so all these people that play this event, um, th you take like a picture, like it's like your senior portrait, you know, like everybody's in the gym next to each other, you know, it's like, okay, now take a crazy one or whatever. And we're standing there, and uh, it's, it's Joe and myself, and then my brother, and then Slash, Billy Gibbons, Warren Haynes, George Porter. I was like, what the fuck, dude? How did we end up as a part of this? And uh, so I lean over, right before we're about to take the picture, and I lean over to Slash, and I'm just like, hey, man, just want to let you know, it's taking all of my, my willpower to not, like, Chris Farley you right now, you know? I just be like, hey, remember when you were in Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he kind of just, like, eh, you know, like, gave me, like, a half-ass half laugh about it. And, and then, like, 30 seconds later, he just turns, turns to us, and he goes, you know, man, one time my phone rang in the 90s, and it was Chris Farley. <laughs> I don't know, he got my phone number somehow because he really wanted to hang out. And then that was like the end of the story. We're just like, what the fuck? What? Like, that's the reality that guy lives in. Yeah. You know, where like Chris Farley hunted his phone number down. Awesome. You know, like that. You like referred to a Chris Farley a bit, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, like, he oh, called yeah. Me. oh, I knew Chris. Yeah. yeah he um, called me once. But I mean, dude, he was like, you know, there's like a, there's dudes where it's like, oh, been this famous yeah. your whole life, yeah. and, you know, and he, like, he wasn't like a dick. It yeah. was just like there's like a, a confidence about somebody where you're, you know, you know, all of that level of people have it, you yeah. know, or that I've encountered, you know, like all the dead guys, mayor. It's not a dick thing at all. It's just when they walk into a room, they know they're walking. Thing, and it's, it's interesting. Like, fucking, yeah, you're slow. So interesting because I feel like you have that on stage, but not like oh. in real life. Like, oh. I feel like when you walk on stage, you're you have that. Really? Like, Man, yeah, but but in in, in in a very in the same way that like you know that you're there to do the thing that you were brought there to yeah, do, yeah, and yeah. you have no like you're not lacking in like can I do this or not, which I really appreciate. Yeah. But you off stage, you're like I'll, a I'll, you're I'll, you're like a dude from Philly who's humble about his you know playing. But on stage, you have a yeah. yeah it, I get you do, know. Do you see that or no? 
No, I mean, it's been pointed out. No, I, you know, I have, uh, I, I, I still have. I mean, I've always had very bad anxiety. When I was younger, um, playing in this fucking place. You know, I grew up, my dad was in, was, had a band. He had a cover band when I was a kid, and my brother. And, you know, and I'd see how those guys were yeah, and how they talked to people and their relationships. Genuinely care to connect when they talk mm -hmm. to people. It's, um, I'm scared of everybody. I, I, I just assume nobody wants to talk to me or gives a fuck <laughs> or, or whatever. Or if they do, they're going to probably yell at me, you know, or something. Yeah. And, uh, but for, you know, uh, in my 20s, I... I I'd say up until I was in, I was probably like in my early 30s, the first 30 minutes of every concert I ever played was. You know, like, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm serious, dude. I mean, that's like, I would be like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. You know, like, that's what I think, would, would think all the time. And then, you know, you just, you, but have anxiety. I, I, that I, and I, when I talk to them, I always say the same thing. You don't, it doesn't go away. You just get better at it, mm. you know. Um, cause I feel like you are the, when I see you play, which is in, I don't know, I've, I tried to remember the number of bands that you've played in that I've seen <laughs> and I can't keep track, but, and you've been in many more than that, but I feel like you exude confidence on stage. It, has that evolved? No. Like, do you feel that? No, it's not confidence at all. Hmm. I, I'm scared to death, but <laughs> I love it. I, I, I do. I love it, man. It is... I get to just be who I am unapologetically. Yeah. I feel like I'm always kind of, you know? Um, and yeah, so it's like, hey, when I get so much joy yeah. Oh, like, I, yeah, I don't subscribe to the, I'm, I, I move around and I, and happens because that's just what happens to me when I I feel like um, well there's a lot of directions to go because I have a lot of questions but I feel like J-Rad specifically all of you guys are similar in person in that you're like maybe exactly how you describe it like you come on stage and you're you're excited to play but like in interpersonal like Nobody's like, I'm like the, ba the baddest ass musician. It's just like, no. we're, I'm really humbled to be playing music. Man, there's no bullshit. Yeah. There's no bullshit. There's no reason. Uh, that band especially, uh, because we've all known each other for so long. And we would know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we would right. know if somebody's being full of shit. Right. You know, we're like, pfft. All right, bro. You know, right. like you wouldn't you, have someone be part of that group who who wasn't no, authentic. No, man. It, it is it is solely about mm -hmm. the hang. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. the the most important. I mean, for me in in all of my musical projects, I've learned a lot from J. Rat. The reason that band can do what it does off stage. 
when the five of us are just hanging out, out instruments, just as funny yeah. as when we're <laughs> on stage. You know, we're still just taking the piss out of each other, and we're we're going down memory lane or whatever it is. Have a very open line of communication. Actually, improvise. You know, like, yeah. like get the fuck out there. Uh, yeah. You know, it's your connection. You can tell. You can tell when a band uh, is is our friends. Yeah. We're not. You yeah. Know? And it's like you listen to listen to Fish in two thousand and eight or whenever, like whenever that weird middle period was, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're the dead in the late nineties. Yeah. We're the early eighties yeah. when it's like. Not communicating. One unit, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, and that's just life happening. You can't, you can't have a band or a career that long and, and yeah. not have down period. You know? Uh, right. It, that's it's part of the arc. Yeah, it's just life happening. Yeah. But, you know, maintaining that thing of communication or, or maintaining a standard Priority, yeah. You know, uh, of end of the day, what's the more important thing? Having those open lanes. Whatever. Like, yeah. there's so many fucking variables, right? Right. Right. Can, right. You should shuffle the deck of variables. Um, but you know, yeah. So it's just the thing. Know, keeping communication together, and you know, I, I had a recording session last night. Uh, I, I have this group of dudes that, you know, it's not a band. You know, none. It's not a thing where we all know each other and have for years. It's a, a group of men that I assembled to make a recording, and the song that we were working on. Long track. It's like this, like. The film in shrunk down to seven minutes. Like it's very dramatic. It has a lot of it just it goes places and there's dynamics and there's story there, uh, and that requires intimacy, ability, and and yeah, let yourself feel. That you're not used to feeling, you know, but it, but that's how you get to those special things. And when it's a group of people creating art together, and you can feel safe enough together to get into the trenches emotionally. Interesting, because if you think about like studio musicians, it's a totally different world like I think about the dead I think about fish I think about bands that really do open up on stage yeah. emotionally with each other like you have to be connected I told you earlier I went to the first night of J-Rad here in Philly at the Met which was amazing and I I've seen so many shows maybe mostly festival sets or whatever but for for whatever reason it all made sense to me that night that you guys are just up there hanging out 
And then sometimes you play Grateful Dead songs. Yeah. <laughs> like it, when people are like, oh, it's a Grateful Dead cover band, you're like, they're, they're, it's, it's definitely not. Like you, I mean, we're a Grateful Dead cover. But you, we don't you, like we, you know, we don't we don't have any errors about it, man. Like it but is. You what end it is. up in the songs. It's yeah, not like yeah. you're like, all right, we're gonna do Scarlet Begonias right now. Right. One, two, three, let's go. It's like the song. It's is a just, conversation. The song is just the uh, the tortilla chip to get the dip. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's a yeah. means to an end. Yeah. That, you know, like the song gets us to the point where we. All right, we'll take it from here, boys. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. and then we get to create, and we and I mean that's we are five dudes that played around most of our careers, yeah, and that we're cool with doing this Grateful Dead cover band is the fact that sixty-five percent of a night, yeah, you know, and the rest of it is us trying to treat a catalog with. You know, be a civil war. Right. You know? Like, it's like, let's go out and just, hey, but we're going to do what we do in our yeah. dumb fucking way because right, right. we are just like a bunch right. of idiots. And you're and like, you're, you're Jerry and you're Bob. Yeah, and no, man. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you guys silly. are just, you we, know. we don't need to do that. Yeah. You know? it's a, I, the conversations are so good. And I can hear in the music sometimes, I can hear you, you and Dave or you and Scott, like, you can hear little, like, Passages yeah. between each other, and I think that's a really interesting way to approach music because that's that's how the dead approach. Right. But that's how every I mean that's how every improviser mm -hmm. approach. You know, it's it's yeah. the thing. Like if you're just a boring fucking person that can't have a conversation yeah. with a stranger, yeah. right? Well, then yeah, what do you? You're <laughs> going. That's how you're going to play right, too. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like if you could just talk to somebody, right? Hey, what's your name? Cool. Yeah. What do you do? What are your parents like? Where yeah. are you from? What are you into? What was your high school girlfriend like? Whatever the fuck it is, it's easy to talk to people if you just genuinely care. Yeah. Well, do the same fucking thing with an instrument. Yeah. You know, yeah. just genuinely care. Care about what they're saying and don't just wait for your turn to talk. Yeah. Take what they're saying, process it, and then. Yeah. And that's the. That's amazing. I appreciate that. I hear that so much in the music that I've heard. Um, tell us about this band. Well, because you were in this band. More. Oh, more. Yeah, because sure. Because, first of all, like I mentioned earlier, I was trying to like count the number of bands you've been affiliated with. Then I was asking you, I was like, is this like past but not? And well, like, yeah. So, so tell us how the, all these people ended up on this stage. So um, the other guitar player is my brother, yep. Jim. Uh, and the bass player is Joe D'Amico. And the three of us all grew up not far from here in Overbrook in West. I thought you were from like further, like I thought you were from South Philly or like somewhere in the city. So you were you're from, I grew up in West Philly. Wow. Amazing. Okay, so you guys started playing music together when? I mean, my brother and I started playing music yeah. when I was 12. Yeah. Uh, we started playing at the original, so this place was the 23 Cabaret. Yeah. My first show ever was at the Chestnut Cabaret, which was the block. That was my first show in 1991, and we played there, and I, rem I remember that Fish either had just played there or was going to play yeah. there, and one of the guys that was they were playing with pointed it out. I didn't know who Fish was. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Sage was there. Sage was over there at this place, yeah. Um, but anyway, so my brother and I, and then uh, Joe, 
um, Joe's dad was actually the music teacher at our had taught Jim and I. Uh, and then we started a band, and it was called Brothers Past. And then we met Tom McKee, the keyboard player, um, at a gig in at Cabrini College in in. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know, we did the thing. We like, lo like regionally, we played, and, yeah. we, and we, and we, you know, like we started out as a bunch of sixteen or seventeen year olds playing covers, and then we were like, you know, fuck that, let's write our own stuff. Uh, and then we got into writing, and and we started to play, and then it just kind of wasn't the it wasn't the path for some people. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys left. And Tom and I continued, and that was the brothers past that most people. Uh, and, and then you came up with like the biscuits, and like there, there was like a scene. Yeah, we were part of the White Land. There was scene. a scene. Yeah. yeah, it was you know, yeah. I mean, it was everybody. That's how J Rad. Yeah, right. It, yeah. I mean, it all comes back to the Wetlands, really. Yeah. Club in New York City, uh, in Tribeca, in New York, uh, in the '90s, and closed 9/11, basically. Closed. Yeah. Um. But that's where all, I mean, Metzger played there, you know, with Rana. Yeah. Joe was there with Fat Mama. Mm -hmm. uh, Drywitz played, I mean, who, probably a bunch of other things, yeah. too. Um, Marco had a band called the Jazz Farmers. Oh, man. <sighs> I didn't know tough, about the Jazz what Farmers. What a tough name that is. <laughs> you know, the Jazz Farmers. Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had Brothers Past, yeah. And, you know, and we, that's how we all... You know, but also it was, you know, Mo and, yeah. you know, I, I met those guys there and Kraz with Soul Live and, um, you know, the New Deal and Sector 9 and, and Lake Trout, fucking Lake Trout. Wow. What a great band. Um, so, yeah, so we all came out that of that That was the thing, spot. You know? Yeah, that was that was it. Um, slip, you know, mm -hmm. with the Bar Brothers. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so anyway, pardon me, fast forward a shitload of years. Uh, it's during the pandemic. And uh, right before everything shut down, the original drummer uh, of gave me this box of tapes. And I missed playing music, you know. My band at the time was Ghostlight. Half of them were across the um, So Tom McKee and I were hanging, and I was like, dude, what if we just kind of got together in the, in the studio? Why not? And uh, I mean, when was that? So the early 2021. This was like 2020. Yeah, 2020. this was like. Um, and you know, the original drummer didn't keep up playing. You know, so it was like, all right, it would it would be a bit of a slog if we tried to get him. But fortunately for us, but unfortunately for him, uh, Scotty Zwang uh, had his his relationship at the time ended, and he was living at my house. Well, dude, I got a drummer. I got a drummer in my house. We could, you know, Scott's an incredible drummer, a yeah. great improviser, and and uh, you know, I, get together with yeah. and, and and do it with Scott. You know, and then it was and it was the thing of, you know, let's not just like sit here. Yeah. You know, like we're all still very competent artists. So I know that you guys have been playing shows since the this year. Yeah. How much of what people hear tonight is new versus old? Is it 
This will probably be like a 50-50. 50-50, you know, yeah. maybe, I mean, actually, I don't know. I looked at the set list. There's a lot of new shit on there, which is awesome, man. I mean, that's the, you know, yeah. that's what we're stoked that's on. The, you know? Yeah. And I know that, like, the, it's interesting because you, so Ghostlight, mm. J-Rad, yeah. over the past two years, yeah. you've been writing your own stuff, too, and yeah. songs with these guys. So, like, how do you, do you just write all the time and then figure out where it goes? Or is it more about collaboration for you? Or how do you, how do you approach new material? So with more, it's definitely uh, have a shorthand that we developed so long ago. Still have, it mm -hmm. turns out. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't miss a beat with with how we interact. Yeah. You know? um, so it's. I mean, it's somebody brings in something. Hours will kick around a tune. It. And you know, I have a studio, so we just kind of. It's very collaborative, and and then, but with the and then the other stuff, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I was saying before about the like anxiety thing and just like you know mental health stuff. Our age. easily spoken about yeah. and dealt with, you know, the stigma. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, so my coping mechanism that I that's how I figure out. That's like the coolest way to deal with anxiety. Yeah, sure. I think. You know, I mean, hey, you know, it's like a way. I, I like if I'm writing in a journal and you're making records, like that's, well, that's but it's the same thing. Cool. The only difference is, is that somebody gets to read. Right, and, which sucks <laughs> right, in a way, enough. you know, yeah. and interpret it in wh yeah. whatever way they want. Yeah, but I, you know, I just I've always just been a person that just likes to make, you know. Um, so I, you know, just life that I've had to deal with a little bit before the pandemic, and then all the way through that, and yeah. um, you know, it's been a, it's been a crazy. So I, I just I I God I, I just. Uh, so I have a, a songwriting partner, uh, Peter Tremo, who's another friend of mine from my childhood. And yeah, I was like, man, I, I want to make, I, I want to screw it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it is, it's a thing. Like I, you know, like I have to like ready because like I'm yeah. ringer to make, to make the stuff. And, and yeah, it's, it, it, it's been great. We started in February and we wrote all through the year. Like anytime I wasn't on the road with J-Rad, I was in the studio. Then we got it down to like eleven tunes. Currently making that. That's gonna be like Tom Hamilton. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what what to call it. You know. Or, you haven't or, done that before. No, I haven't. You know. So that might be. Is it move. like freeing, or does it feel like how does no, that feel to write your own it. thing? I grew up in this. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the idea of a band. You've special lived, about like, it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it. Yeah. You know, like ah, dude. Like you have different things to say with the solo, or or is it or are they songs that could be applied to different bands if you were? Uh, I don't. You know, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not with this group. You yeah. know, with this group, I wouldn't. I I don't feel comfortable. You know, yeah. it's like uh it's a little too dark. It's or it's. A little too dark. 
Yeah. I, it's just, like I said, it's like I'm making it for me. You know? like I'm, you know, it's like I'm making a I'm just I'm making a record that I wish I had. Yeah. You know. When is that when when is that going to be done? I'll be next. It'll be out next year. Yeah. Awesome. Summer. Thanks. That's a, that's another another thing to add to your list. Do I, I just like making shit, yeah, you know? And if, because if I don't, I like, you know, I Yeah. You know, so it's like Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to do uh, something. Yeah. Um all right. Well, we need to go to the the program unfortunately because I Power. Do you want to play like a song? If you want me to, I guess. I, I think you should. Like maybe you know, I mean, whatever song you want to play, but like maybe something I'm feeling. <laughs> oh, man, RJ, I was going to play a song I hated. Um, Okay, I'll play uh, this song. Um, my dad is a very funny dude, and uh, he always he always has he just always has funny ways of putting shit. Ever since I was a kid, uh, just <laughs> he's just a funny dude, uh, and <clears throat> I wrote this song. Uh, it's called Jolene, and it's not the Dolly Parton tune, which I embarrassingly didn't know. Uh, when I wrote it, I, 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 I was watching Law and Order, <laughs> and there was like I think I think it was like a like a prostitute or something got like murdered, and they were like, you know, her name was Jolene, and I was like, oh, that's a cool name. I should write a song about it, like a moron not knowing about the other tune, um, and uh, but anyway, the opening line is the thing my dad dad always said. Um, anyway. Uh. When they knock your dick in the dirt Will you get right up? Will you dust off the herd? And yeah it's a hard thing to learn that you're not alright And we'll struggle our whole lives just to get by Oh Jolie I think we got dealt the shit hand Oh Jolie Sit and we pray, reciting words our mama said. We sit and we pray, reciting words that don't make sense. And yeah, it's a hard thing to learn that you can see right through me. 
And we're sailing the same lines just to get by Oh, Jolie I think we got death to shed hands Oh, Julie, think we broke ground on quicksand. Oh, and sometimes it's just hard. And no reason at all That much is clear And my dearest Joline I'm your In your mind And we can make it up here We got nothing to fear So come on back to me Oh Jolie Thank you so much, Tom. This was really fun. Um, stay tuned. We have an opener. We have an opener, and then we have more. And then we have more. Thank you, Tom. Thank this you, was Arthur. awesome. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you guys for coming early and giving thank a shit. Thank you guys for coming thank out. You. Appreciate it. And thank you to the Armour Music Hall. Appreciate it. Osiris.